War Party U is not licensed by, affiliated with, or endorsed by the University of Utah. All views and opinions are those of and by War Party U and War Party U alone. Thank you. This is War Party U. joining us for another episode of War Party U on the interwebs anywhere you find podcasts can be downloaded except Apple still I don't know what the hell the deal with is without honestly we've been waiting 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 maybe we're not doing it right we're rookies after all but what are you gonna do I'm Matt Allen as always I'll be joined by Ryan Boyce later in the podcast out driving crude baby out work being the working man earning that living so you'd drop a tough one in Pullman Two in a row now the Utes have lost in games where, man, I really, you know, really they should have, they, they should have won. They had, they had the chance of this one was even more frustrating than, than the previous loss against Washington. Uh, I'll, I'll get to my thoughts on the game in a little bit, but, uh, you know, the negativity is driving me nuts from a lot of you nation right now. And I get it. I get it. I'm frustrated. I'd like to win every game. I see I see the deficiencies. And if you don't think the coaches see the deficiencies, then you're up in the night. You know, these are a bunch of, of, of 20-something kids out there playing their asses off and leaving their heart, sweat, and souls on the field every week. And are they going to make mistakes? Sure. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. And if you haven't, nice to meet you, JC. So... Let's get to it. I'm going to focus on a few of the happier thoughts. I got a chance to go out and, and, and throw down with the Ute Shasta crew and uh, Albert Gamboa this last weekend for a watch party, and man, did I have a good time. You know that these losses are so much easier to take when you are surrounded by good friends, good food, and a good time. And a great time was had by all. So, you know, I can't say enough about the experience I had this weekend. Uh, I had a I had a blast. I had a blast. I can't wait to do it again. So I'm gonna throw. We're, we're gonna we're gonna open up with a little happier times. We're gonna we're we're gonna open up with a with with a rare recording of the Utah Marching Band, circa '92 '93 ish, uh, throwing down a little Utah man for your listening pleasure. Uh, then I'm gonna you know we'll, we'll go back and we'll revisit the the, the game and the and, and the weekend that was against Washington State. Stick around, folks. There's more War Party U where this came from.
That song always stirs my soul, man. Every single time. <clears throat> and the more we play it on game day, the better I feel. So that was a tough that was a tough pill to swallow this weekend. I'm not gonna lie. It was that 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 was rough. You know, the first half things looked good, and it really looked like the offense had things working. Man, it looked like they had it figured out. They had a nice mix of run and pass, relying a lot more on the run. Man, a lot more on the run, making those passes when they counted. And you know, honestly, it looked good. You know, we went into the half tied at 21, and uh, and I'm not. You, Zach Moss did not look 100% to me. He he looks like Zach Moss, but then he doesn't. But then, you know, he he'll uh he doesn't have that explosiveness, that breakaway, that that next level that we're used to seeing out of him. So I'm really hoping that once again, he gets a little downtime, gets right, gets back on the field because it's got he's going to he's going to be in for a punishment next weekend in Palo Alto. But um what else can you say? But Live and learn. Go fight the next one. You killed ourselves. We killed ourselves on a lot of penalties, a lot of a lot of penalties and a lot of miscues that uh, that yeah, you know you 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 just agonize over these things and you go back and you watch them and I can only imagine how much more anguish it is for the coaches and players having to go back and watch this stuff. You know, uh, in the second half, Covey has this punt return that's just gorgeous and it looks like he's in for six and I'm jumping up and down. I'm celebrating and then I see notice the laundry on the field. And I think to myself, oh no, here we go again. And sure enough, there it was. Block in the back, and as much as we hate to admit it, it was legit. It was a good call from uh, from the 8 million replays I've watched of it. You know, though, it did, just the drive-killing penalties were were hard to swallow. Were really hard to swallow. It, uh, you know... You, you know, once again, Pac-12 officiating, not all that great. Not too much to be happy about there. But you, you can't blame the refs. You can't blame and this. And this game was a lot cleaner, I thought, uh, than the, the especially than the Washington game. Uh, but things being as they are, you got to play and you got to win. You got to make those plays, and you know, you just came up short. So, you know, what do we take away from it? You know, we do, are we going to sit here and 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 agonize over it and and call out players especially man you know if you're one of these guys that gets out on social media and calls out players by name get a life get a friggin clue seriously you know go ahead and call out coaches man these guys are being paid handsomely for what they do but for anybody who thinks that they're going to go out and call out a player on twitter on facebook on insta whatever you know i'm an old man i got the facebook i got a book with a face on it so what I'll tweet. Okay, cool. But Utah Twatter was just alive and rancid this weekend. And, you know, here's the thing. If you're done with this team <clears throat> at 2-2, two and two, all of our goals are still ahead of us. This team could still accomplish everything that they had set out to do this season. Win the Pac-12 South. Have a chance at the Pac-12 title. Yeah, it's a harder road to, to hoe now. You're in an 0-2 hole with your conference record. But it's not inescapable. It's not anything you can't come back from. And so I'm encouraging all of you guys who are jumping ship, saying you're done with this team, you're done with this program, 
Go ahead, buy Felicia. We will set up donation points throughout the Salt Lake Valley for you to come in, turn in your ute gear, and we'll disperse it among the faithful. All right? I'm not saying you can't have an opinion. I'm not saying you can't disagree with the direction of the team. I'm not saying you can't disagree 100% with the coaches. But you are in or you are out. That's kind of how it has to go. All right? So get it all out there. Get your panties in a wad and go whine and cry on social media all week. But you know what? Nut up. Get ready to go. Okay? So those are my thoughts on the game this weekend. My thoughts are I had a great time. I got to hang out with some quality people, eat quality food, have a, just an amazing evening. And you know what? We lost. But having good company and good times and great memories softens those blows just a bit. So let me take you back to Saturday. And here's a few thoughts that I put together as I threw down with the, with the Ute Shasta crew at Gamboa Palace for an amazing afternoon of good times and a Utah game. What else can you have, right? Welcome in, welcome in, as my man Ryan likes to say. This is Matt, War Party U, getting a little audio down Washington State and Utah about to mix it up here. We're at Albert's place in and I'll tell you what, this is a great atmosphere, a great family surrounding, tons of food, tons of drink. Albert, how you feeling today, my man? Baby, you know, game day, I feel positive. We got this day. We got this, man. Well, welcome into War Party U. Uh, we're going to get some audio clips throughout the day, some reactions from the game, and uh, just have a great time. So uh, stay tuned, buckle in. Let's get it on, baby. War Party U. First blood in Pullman, Tyler Huntley on the QB keeper. Right up the gut, bam, youth for six. And the excitement is palpable at Gamboa Palace. Go youths. over Washington State. We're here partying at Gamboa Palace with a squad of excited Utah fans. And I'll tell you what, this is what this ball game is all about. This is what this culture is all about. Getting together, enjoying good food, good drink, and a good football game. Go Utes. Game is working. Hey, everybody, let me get it. Go, Utes! Go, Utes! 
We're here, War Party U, podcasting a little bit from uh, Gamboa Palace out here today, watching the youth in Washington State mix it up. Great food, great friends, good times. So we'll see what happens now, but uh, youth are looking good, and we're really excited about what it's looking like the rest of the game. So uh, keep it going. Go youth. Huge second and goal. Yeah. Touchdown, baby. Yeah, Utes tie it up. This is a battle in Pullman, baby. Matt Gay is lining up for the extra point. And he snaps in, kicks up, and the kick is good. It's 21-21. There's 6-0-1 left in the half in Pullman. Utah, Washington State. And this is War Party U. Right now it's halftime in Pullman. Utes and Washington State tied up at 21. And uh, we are having a great time today. Here mixing it up with Albert Gamboa at his beautiful home with the, uh, with the throngs of people that come to celebrate Utah games. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, I, I watch a lot of youth games at home by myself, um, sometimes with a friend or two, and this, is, and this has been such a great time. This is, you know, such a fun atmosphere. Uh, Albert's wife, Mariana, cooked up some serious, amazing grub. A couple of different pasta salads uh, with, uh, and, and, and some, uh, you know, some Tuscan soup, some chicken piccata. You know, yours truly contributed a couple of strombolis to the mix. And I must say, you know, for the first time I've made strombolis, they turned out pretty damn good. You know, this is a this is a crowd that celebrates every touchdown with a group shot of uh, a fireball that uh, celebrates every first down, agonizes every time the opponent scores. This is a great time. This is a great crowd. And this is what Utah football is all about. You know, it's uh, you know, it's amazing. You know, when the Utah are at home, you know, the tailgate crowd is just something special. It's something phenomenal. It's a great time. It's a great crowd and a great atmosphere. But then, you know, you go on the road, you got to figure things out. And uh, I will tell you what, I will be coming to more and more watch parties at uh, Albert Gumboa's house because this is just a blast. You know, the half, Tyler Huntley, pretty conservative passing, pretty conservative passing game. Four of five or 62 yards. Uh, you know, rushing though, Huntley's leading the way. Only 10 carries, but 87 yards, long of 24. Tyler's got two touchdowns at the half. Zach Moss, 17 carries for 57 yards and a touchdown, accounting for all three of the youth's touchdowns. And as advertised, Gardner Minshew for Washington State is, is and he's legit. 22 of 37 for 286 yards and two touchdowns, plus an interception. So, you know, we're going to have to see how the second half progresses. Youths are going to get the ball back first, and uh, we'll see what we'll, we'll see what, what they can do with it. But, you know, so far, so good. Uh, win, lose, or die. I'm a Utah man till I die. And 
to hang out here with the Albert Gamboa crew has just been something special. And I can't wait for the second half. So, this is Matt, the War Party U. As always, go use, baby. Matty Gay, the 41 yard strike to put Utes up 24 21 in the third quarter against Washington State. right about the time that everything went to hell such as it often does hello everybody ryan boyce here war party you weekly thank you so much for joining us utah drops another heartbreaker this time out on the palouse to washington state i was not able to watch the game however i did listen in via satellite radio from what i heard the team seems to be making some improvements and taking some strides in terms of becoming more consistent and better offensively at least. We know the defense has always been stout and stellar. However, given the nature of the talking bobbleheads in sports media and the volatility of fan bases such as ours, Getting better, unfortunately, is no longer good enough. That's just 
the nature of the beast. It's a sign of the times we live in. It's what we've become. We want it all. We want it now. If we don't get it, we feel shortchanged. Let's talk a little bit more about that when uh, we return. Right now, let's get to some music. This is BRMC with Shuffle Your Feet. You are listening to War Party U. Black Rebel Motorcycle Club there with Shuffle Your Feet. I am Ryan Boyce. This is War Party U Weekly. Thank you so much for tuning in. It does mean a great deal to me. I wanted to take a few minutes and talk about fan expectations as it pertains to this Utah football squad. What are they? What is it that we expect? Are those expectations realistic? Or are they maybe a little bit too lofty? as it pertains to where this program is at this point in time. Look, I'm no different from the average football fan uh, in that I want this team to be successful. I want this team to win a Pac-12 South title. I want this team to win a conference title. I want this team to go to the Rose Bowl or any other New Year's Six Bowl. I want this team to be successful. Now, there are a lot of circumstances and uh, outside forces at play, and I get that. I understand that Utah is the only team in the South that has yet to win a title. I get that Utah has been in the Pac-12 now for seven years. I understand that since 2008 and the Sugar Bowl, Kyle Whittingham has not had a for lack of a better term, title contending team. I get that year in and year out since 2008, it has felt like the same old thing over and over. One offensive coordinator to the next and repeat, rinse, wash, repeat. I get it. It gets old. It's frustrating. At some, at some points in time, it becomes infuriating. You know, and I've heard all the the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over again, hoping for a different outcome. I get it. I understand all these things. But I have to say that after viewing my timeline Saturday, immediately following the conclusion of the game against Washington State, I am a little bit disgusted. The proverbial social media lynch mob was out in full force. I mean, people were in full-on mid-November form. And I think everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say mid-November form. Because usually it has been mid-November when Utah has started to stumble and fall short. This year, however, is different. We've fallen short twice early against two good teams. Now, there were a lot of things at play in both of those games. The Washington game, I personally feel, was too many mistakes combined with some very poor officiating, and we handed him that game. 
it is what it is. The Washington State game, while I did see improvements, here again, fell short. That's two losses, two more than I would like to have. But I got to recoil and remember this team is 2 and 2, not 0 oh and 4. I think that calling for coaches' jobs five weeks into the season is a little bit premature. But if you're one who strongly feels that way, might I suggest you divert your attention to two very storied programs in the Tennessee Volunteers and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Why don't you contact a fan of Tennessee football and ask them what it has been like since that school decided to get rid of Philip Fulmer. Since Tennessee decided Philip Fulmer was no longer the guy because he couldn't bring them championships year after year after year. We're talking about Tennessee football where Peyton Manning went. You know what Tennessee football has become since Philip Fulmer? Worse than a train wreck. Tennessee football is in purgatory. They suck. They are awful. And they've been through God knows how many coaches trying to right the ship. And it still ain't happening. Then maybe divert your attention to Nebraska. Wherein since Tom Osborne, the same thing. Now, Nebraska has had a couple of coaches who did bring them routine eight and nine win seasons. (laughs) Here again, still not good enough. Still not good enough. Eight and nine win seasons routinely. They got rid of a Bo Pelini who routinely won them eight and nine games and took them to bowl games. What have they become since? Not much. Those teams collectively are 0-8 and and going nowhere fast. That is the result of what happens when people get alarmed and start pulling triggers before they consider what the consequences and ramifications will be. Hey look, Has Kyle Whittingham fallen short on the offensive side of the ball in terms of who he's hired and the schemes he's decided to run? Sure. There's no denying that. But has Kyle Whittingham brought this program to where it's at through hard work and continual dedication to trying to be better? Yeah, he has. I don't know what the answers are, but I do know what the answers aren't. And the answers aren't in pointing fingers and calling for people's jobs and verbally assaulting players and coaching staff on social media. That's classless. And quite frankly, it's disgusting. I get that you're a fan and you have every right to fan any way in which you think is fit. And more power to you. But don't ruin it for the rest of us. If this 
in Utah football is something that pains you so much and causes you so so much grief, then I would encourage you to quit watching it. Go find something else to do with your time and let the rest of us enjoy it. And if you don't like what I have to say, go ahead and be offended. Because like I've said before, that's all you'll ever be. I gotta go. It's been fun. Thanks once again for listening to War Party You. I'm going to send it back out to Matt. And he's going to uh, tune you all up in terms of the relevant information surrounding the game. Remember folks, there's only three guarantees in this life. We are born, we live, and we die. I would highly recommend you make the absolute most out of that part in the middle. All that being said, get out there, do the best you can do, be decent, love your neighbors, and try to keep your head above water. Cheers. All right, all right, Kieran Kane there with Don't Try to Fight It. Listen, I don't like to dwell too much on a loss. Nobody does. What's done is done. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is just a day in the immortal words of Master Uguay. Having said that, coming up this weekend in Palo Alto, the Utah Utes will face the Stanford Trees. All I can say is this, boys. Take your lumps. Shake it off. Put together a game plan. Go down there and execute it. Let's go grab a win. Get the ship righted. All our goals are in front of us. One game at a time. Win the day, win the week, win the war. I'm Ryan Boyce. This is War Party U. And I'll leave you with fistful of mercy, Father Son. Cheers, y'all. Bumbo, your best friend, your confidant, the little devil on your shoulder. How are you today? Let's take a quick look at the scores around the league from last week. We weren't the only team to lose. In fact, half of the teams that played lost. <laughs> there's, there's a happy thought for you, right? There's a silver lining. Colorado, man, the buffs are looking tough. Holy crap. Look at this, guys. Steven Montez goes 22 for 26 for 237 yards and a touchdown. Gets another 81 yards on the ground and two more touchdowns. That dude is legit. Uh, Buffaloes, man, they're looking good. They're the cream of the South right now, and they are looking like the team to beat. 4-0. Ranked. Ranked? What? Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. They end up taking down the mighty Bruins of UCLA, and I say mighty with those air quotes. Okay, so you, you can't see that right now, but I'm doing air, the mighty Bruins of UCLA. Westwood. Westworld, man, that was a slaughter, uh, but it was in Boulder, so that really doesn't fit. So let's move on. Notre Dame handled Stanford. Uh, battle of top 10 teams that I thought was going to be a little bit better. Bryce Love uh, went out with about 11 minutes in the game. Uh, he's questionable next week against Utah, which would 
greatly increased the Utes' chances of victory in Palo Alto. Notre Dame puts it away in the fourth quarter with a couple of scores. Final score, 38-17. In Seattle, the number 11, Washington Huskies take care of business against number 20, BYU, 35-7. Number 19, Oregon, goes into Berkeley and just destroys number 24, Cal, 42 to 24. And good golly, Miss Molly, that thing was over at halftime. Arizona State continues the season of awesomeness for Oregon State, winning in Tempe, 52 to 24. And you know, just let's just keep the let's just keep the streak alive. Let's get some good juju working for those beeves. But say it with me. It's going to be a long season in Corvallis, folks. And finally, USC. Looks like they're getting some stuff figured out. Winning when they have to. Winning ugly, winning pretty. Just get, just win, baby. 24-20 on the road at Arizona. And, uh, you know, most of, most, most of those games went how we thought they were going to go. You know, I have to say the Oregon Cal final is a little surprising, but maybe we, you know, Cal isn't quite what everybody thought they were. But then again, week in, week out, you got to bring it. And you can be world beaters one week and get your ass beat the next. That's just how, that's just how it goes. And, uh, you know, in, in my mind, this next stretch for the Utes is going to, is going to make or break the season. Now, obviously we're two and two. So, you know, four games in sitting at 500, you're still four wins away from bowl eligibility. You're six wins away from realistically maybe having a shot at that South title, but uh, you gotta you gotta take them. So you know next week coming up you got Stanford, and uh, and, and I'll talk about that in just a minute. But uh, it was a fun week. It was a fun week for for some, not so fun for others. It wasn't fun for Oregon State. It's not going to be fun for UCLA. The rest of the conference, man. Any given week, in my opinion. That's just my two cents. Take it for what it's worth. You know me. I know next to nothing. And I'll talk even more than that. We're coming up next weekend in the Pac-12. In addition to Utah at Stanford. You got Arizona State heading to Boulder, into Colorado, and I don't know what it is, man. Colorado's favored by two and a half. You know, the gut's telling me that Arizona State gets the upset and Colorado gets their first loss of the season. It would just be, it would be just like the Pac-12 to cannibalize itself like that. Uh, You know, as soon as a team creeps into the rankings, boom, loss. But what do I know? Nothing. So, Arizona State and Colorado and Boulder... Washington heads to L.A. to take on the Bruins. Washington State goes to Corvallis. Man, I, I, I got both of the Washington school, schools coming out big next week. Cal is at Arizona. And like I said, Utah is at Stanford. So heading into this game, you know, it's... It's a tough nut to crack, you know. I, I the 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 lines I've seen have you know Stanford by you know anywhere between five and seven points, uh, depending on the information that I that I've seen. 
I like you. I, I like the Utes going in there this weekend. I really do. Uh, I think this is the weekend where it comes together. I've said that before, and I'll say it again. I'll say it every damn week until it happens, and then I'll be right. And then the next week, I'll come out here and rant about how right I was, because a bl- even a blind squirrel finds a nut from time to time. You know what I'm saying? So, but you know, I think one of the one of the big keys to this game is obviously will Bryce Love play? If he does. Man, you can contain that dude all game, and all it takes is one. All it takes is one slip, and he's gone. So, you know, I think that I, I think the Utes can can keep uh, KJ Costello under control. Uh, I think that the secondary is good enough. You know, we gave up 400 plus yards of, uh, of passing to Mr. Gardner Minshew, who was as good as advertised. That dude could flat sling it, but heading in there it's just time to get back to Utah football smash mouth you know it, it was great to see Corian Ballard get on the get off the schneid with an with an interception the Utes actually won the turnover battle Utes didn't have any turnovers so there's a plus I saw a lot of improvement from the receiving game uh, not as many drops we continued to have these stupid penalties that shoot us in the foot we continuously find ways to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory but the ball can only bounce that way for so long. At some point, those bounces have got to go your way, right? Right. Let's hope so. I really hope so. I hope you hope so. The big question for me is, how long of a leash are they going to continue to give Tyler Huntley? Now, my train of thought and my, my, my school of thought, I, I, I should say, is that I'm going to trust the process. I'm going to trust the coaches. The coaches are in there. The coaches are watching these guys play, and it's the coach's job to put them in a position to win. So as long as the coaches say Tyler Huntley is the man, Tyler Huntley is my quarterback. That's my quarterback. That being said, if things aren't looking great at halftime, I would not be upset at pulling Huntley for either Tuttle or Shelley. Now, that's where it gets interesting because – with as much hype as Tuttle came in with, you would think that if he was even if it was even close to Shelley developmentally right now, that they would have put Tuttle at the two and had Shelley at three on the depth chart. That's not the case. The two deep was released. Shelley's still the number two. You know, and in the limited reps that I've seen him in, he throws a gorgeous ball. And dude can flat out run. So, you know, maybe that's what it's going to take. Maybe, maybe, you know put Tyler on the bench for a little bit, let him watch, let him let him get a little a little perspective, let Shelley go in there and see what he can do. I mean, hell, if Saban can pull his quarterback at halftime of the national championship game for a freshman, I don't see why in hell we can't do it. You know, I I have to think though that it's going to come to Huntley. It's going to come to Huntley. And he's going to he's going to get it figured out. The mental mistakes that he's making, he's going to get them figured out. And it's one of those patience games, played a long game. But unfortunately, the season is already one third of the way through. Wow, say that again. Football season just goes way too fast, doesn't it? It just flies by. All the hype leading up. Finally, it's summertime. Finally, it's fall camp. Finally, there's games and then you blink and it's gone. Which is why we can't sit here and waste too much time and negative energy on complaining I mean, do it a little bit, get it off your chest, and then get back to it. 
you know, enjoy what makes this such a great thing. Enjoy the times. Get together. Watch games with your friends. Go to the tailgate lot. Have a few too many. Don't have any at all. Who cares? It's up to you. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. I can't tell you who to stock it to. Sorry. That's what you get. You put a mic in front of my face, anything's going to happen, man. But... I think it's going to be a lower, pretty reasonably low scoring affair. I mean, high scoring for you know, how Utah has been doing, but I'm thinking low 20s. I think Utah wins by four. And I think that this is the start of something good. Get it there. We've always matched up well against Stanford. In fact, we're undefeated at their stadium, if, if, I, if, I, if I understand my stats correctly. If I've heard things the right way. So, I'm excited. I'm tremendously excited to get to see that team back out on the field. And I, I'll tell you one thing. I'm a huge fan of the uniform combos. I love waiting to see what Utah's equipment rolls out every week and what jersey and helmet combo they're going to roll out. Now, I'm not a huge fan of mixing in too much of the black helmet, the black jersey, except on a blackout. I'm a tried and true Utah fan. I love seeing that red and white. And man, the red pants and helmet with the white jersey... I got some mojo. I got a good feeling in my belly about it, you guys. You guys and girls and everything in between. You, Oh, man. Let's get it. Can we just fast forward and just make it Saturday already? So that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm looking at. That's how I th- see things shaking out. I think that Utah uses this Stanford game. They're still ranked 14th after losing to Notre Dame, folks. So they're no slouch. They're not going to lay down. They are a tough squad, well-balanced squad. And it's always a brawl with with the third. So I think Utah uses this game as a catalyst of great things to come. In fact, I think that after this after this Stanford win, the Utes will reel off at least four straight, including the Stanford win. I think that this propels them to come home. We'll have Arizona and then USC at home in front of the world's greatest fans, except for the ones who are done with the team who we've already kind of chatted about but life's too short to waste on negativity man you're a fan of the team that's all right agonize with me you know i think my attitude is probably bolstered a little bit by the fact that sorry about this i'm going to go off track of you football for just a moment and say what's up the dodgers six straight national league west titles there i said it and i think maybe that has helped my mood quite a bit but Back to it. I don't want to dip too much blue into this podcast. Just a little bit. I think this is going to be the harbinger of greater things to come. I think that uh, the Utes go 4-0 in October. We enter November 6-2. and And the haters will have forgotten what the hell they were crying about. Except for the choice few who are still going to be calling for, for Witt's head. But let's be honest. Those are the guys who still want to fire Ludwig. So, come on. Lighten up, Francis. Let's get it on. It's Utah football, baby. Be right back. Well, that does it for another edition of War Party U. Thank you for joining us. As always, I am Matt Allen, joined by my partner, Ryan Boyce. Next week, we'll be talking about a Utah win. Or a loss, you know, because that happens too, occasionally. But you know what? 
let's think positive. Let's put it out there into the universe, people. Join me. We're going to be talking about a Ute win, but more importantly, we're going to be talking about the upcoming schedule two weekends in a row of glorious Utah football at Rice-Eccles Stadium. And if that doesn't make you happy, I don't know what to tell you. Thanks for joining us on War Party U. Go Utes!